Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Welcome to the fourth installment of the Teach Better Conference bonus episodes. In this episode, we are going to speak to Don Epps, Michael Earnshaw, Becky Schnexer, and Phil Strunk as we discuss how to share the positive message through social media, how to increase science development, punk rock leadership, and how to lead as a peer. Before I dive into the interviews, I wanted to share a little bit about the Teach Better Conference and why it made such an impact on those who attended. Each evening, the Teach Better team had a location for the presenters and attendees to meet up and connect. During this time, we had an amazing opportunity to really get to know each other on a deeper level. Based on those connections, we were able to learn from each other and continue the conversation well beyond the conference. If you're looking to build your PLN, there's no better way than to make connections at educational conferences. With that being said, let's dive into the interviews. My first guest is someone I had the pleasure of meeting up in person the evening prior to the event. He's a man full of energy who is absolutely everywhere, capturing the Teach Better conference live from every social media platform. You might have seen him on Facebook Live. It is Don Epps. We're here at the Teach Better 19 conference, and as you know, we've got a whole host of guests today, and right now I've got Don Epps, a principal in Kansas with me, and I am so excited to talk with him. Don, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for letting me be here. This is amazing that you're providing the service here at Teach Better 19. This is really an awesome experience. So, Don, what is your role this weekend at the Teach Better 19 conference? Well, I think the Teach Better team is giving me the role of hype man, and so basically I'm trying to unleash all the inner, just try to capture the feeling of this conference, put it out on social media live feeds Instagram Facebook Twitter trying to really get it out there and we want everybody in America really to say why did I not get, make it to teach better 19 that's yeah. by the time it's all said and done so make teach better 20 is gonna be, be bigger and better so so Don I know you from your Facebook live and a whole yeah. host of videos that you do yeah. what spawned that initiative and why do you do that well I always want to reach my parents and I want to reach our community and our kids and so I started off two years I had a high school principal in Diamond Missouri a long time ago and uh, the kids loved hearing me like give messages over the intercom and I listened to Principal Kefaili famous principal you know and he really inspired me that your kids need to hear your voice every day so I got on the intercom I just turned to lose my intercom as fast and I mean and, and it, it was powerful and the kids loved it the kids really loved me singing and I'm a horrible singer but what's funny is is that the kids who got to school like because of uh, late they were going to college start for first year out of high school and things they were missing it on the intercom so they asked hey can you just fit tape it and put it on Instagram. Because I was big into Twitter and Instagram at that time. I said, sure. So the very first one I did, it was a profile view. I had a kid who was a 35 ACT kid film me. I figured he could make me look a little bit better, but I found out my profile view is not my best view. And uh, I was wearing a striped shirt, and he's featured my belly the whole entire time. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's not great. Anyway, but it, regardless, kids love it. When I got to Royster, the middle school principal, different state, different age group of kids, but they all love the same thing. And I knew that if I get it, if I get out on Facebook, I've never did Facebook before two years ago, that I could reach so many more people. And it's kind of turned into a, kind of a national thing, you know, and I'm, I'm very honored. But I just speak from the heart, and and I and like I said, I'm not talented. I, I just I'm just real, and I just try to I just try to be inspirational or funny or just try to make school fun. Well, I would disagree. I think you're very talented, and I love your videos. So, in regards to you as a principal, because this is a leadership development podcast, and so you know what what led you to become a principal? I wanted to take the classroom environment I had that respect that trust and take it to a building level. And I took so much pride in, in every kid being treated with quality, being 
where they felt comfortable and they felt like a part of the classroom. They could be. It, there was no worry of speaking freely because people respect each other. And I just had a drive to take that to a building level. And I've been very fortunate in two different places. I, you know, I left Diamond just because I want to get closer back to my family, but left there in great shape. And now at Royster, two age groups of kids, like I said before, but it's still the same message. Bring that building-wide culture, trust, and respect. And when kids can really focus on what matters, achievement can go through the roof. Yeah. So in regards to leadership for our aspiring leaders, if they're thinking about maybe looking at some type of leadership, maybe as a team leader or assistant principal or counselor or whatnot, what is some advice that you could give them? You have to put yourself around good people who really care about you. There's so many, there's so much support. I can never do without the support system I have. And I lean on those people every day. And, and I try and turn, I help people. And it's always important to have a vision of what you want to accomplish. What's going, what's going to be your legacy? When people think of you or they remember you, what first comes to mind? And that's the most powerful thing I can tell someone becoming a principal. Every day you can impact lives, teacher lives, parent lives, kid lives, every life. And so therefore, it's your, I believe it's an obligation of a building leader to spread that positive message and really leave a legacy of character and trust. So John, for those people that may not know about your life and all the things that you do, how can they connect with you on social media? Uh, Don F. Edu stole that from Tara Martin Edu. <laughs> so she let me. She's a great lady. So so Don F. Edu on Twitter, uh, Don F. on Facebook, Don Don F. Edu on Instagram, even on oh my gosh, I'm on TikTok now. The kid, the kids want me on TikTok. They went nuts. So we call we're mascots the Rockets. We we call them Tockets. And so when we make our school TikToks, but so yeah, and on YouTube, YouTube channels Don Epps. And so, like I said, I just want to connect and I want, I want to keep spreading the message. Something I'm really started doing the last few months. I'm doing these chasing greatness shoutouts where I'm just recognizing people for great things they're doing. And what's I love about it is I, they don't have to do the talking because most people are so shy about their own promoting themselves. But what's funny about it is is that or what, what not funny what, what motivates me about it is it's, it's very hard for people to take a compliment, you know. And so I think. Just go out and give those compliments. Show people you appreciate them. That's what really matters. Well, you do a great job. So, done. It's been a pleasure to talk with you, and I'm so glad that you're on the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for what you do. You're spreading the word of greatness and education. Thank you. Thank you. One of the other really fun aspects of the conference was to actually meet people you connected with on Twitter who really made an impact on your educational career. My next guest is one of those people, and he has got a wonderful movement called the Punk Rock Leadership, and he's definitely making an impact on the educational landscape. All right, we're at Teach Better 19 conference. I'm with a good friend of mine, Michael Unshaw, and he is part of the punk rock principal. He has just started a podcast, and he is presenting today. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Jack? I'm awesome. So your session, I want us to start with that today. What are you talking to the Teach Better conference? Yeah, so later on today, uh, we're going to be talking about like having a positive mental attitude and how that can help kind of transform. If you're a teacher, transform the culture in your classroom, and then if you're a leader, transform you know your school. So yeah. it's kind of, I, I tell my kind of story of growing up as like this kid that a lot of adults in my life kind of wrote off and was kind of set on this track to go nowhere just because of the, what I was into. And then some of those adults that kind of helped, you know, the, the couple that believed in me kind of transformed my vision. And then I go into my story of being an educator, how I always did things my, my own way, but then once I got into administration, I felt I had to be the stereotypical yeah. principal role, and I was unhappy, was thinking about leaving leaving education altogether, and then uh, just kind of rediscovered myself and went back doing things my way, and uh, just loving it now. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about your podcast, because you are on episode four, <laughs> yes. and you are rocking it, so what led you to the podcast, and what is it all about? 
So basically, um, I've been writing some logs uh, past year about my background in punk rock and then just how I see all these little connections to um, the field of education. Sure. How there's all these little components that we can bring over. And I was doing a mastery chat one night, uh, and this guy, Josh Buckley, he just reached out and he's like, man, he's like, I never thought about, you know, my background as a punk rocker mm -hmm. and using it in my classroom. So him and I just started talking and then uh, we just were like, hey, let's, let's start up a podcast. And he had some experience doing some podcasts on his own. And, uh, you know, it took a while for us to get going. And we kind of said, like, once the school year starts, right. that's a perfect time to get it going. And we set episode four. We put one out every other week. Um, so one came out this past Monday, um, just kind of like on a do-it-yourself DIY mentality. And then uh, next week, uh, our next you know, the following Monday, we're going to put one out about um, how your classroom or school can resemble a punk rock show. We have all these little components from what happens before the, the show even starts to during the, the performance to afterwards. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. So you talked about just the creativity that you had as a teacher and then going in and going into leadership and feeling like you had to have a different persona. Right. So just with that, what, as a classroom teacher, obviously you had success. What led you to? leadership in the first place so I remember I kept saying I was gonna go back to school for my master's I was gonna go for the you know curriculum and uh, I, I said once I get married I'm gonna go back so got married in 2007 and I remember being a, a chaperone in a basketball game and I was talking to my principal he's like no he's like, you gotta go into administration I said no way I, that's not what I want to do and then uh, he called over the assistant principal and she said the same thing. She goes, no, you've got qualities to be a great school leader. Like, and it's going to open more doors for you, even if you don't go down that path and you stay in the classroom. So got married, came in for a honeymoon, and then classes started. And about, I'd say, a semester in, I just kind of fell in love with the leadership, what I was learning about it. And I was like, I definitely can reach more students in this avenue. It took, you know, a few years to get into to an office, you know, administrative office role, and then I uh, love it, man. I, I do not miss the classroom at all, but I was yeah. telling somebody last night, I don't miss the classroom because as a principal, I'm still in the classroom all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, in multiple rooms. So. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think people realize that, you know, we still have connections with kids. We're still right. teaching. It's just a different way of teaching. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So as far as those who are aspiring to maybe do more than just to be a teacher, um, what is some advice that you would give them? I'd say you have to... Now, I was having this conversation with somebody last night. You have to want to do it, you know. I mean, if you're kind of on the fence, I would say, you know, kind of weigh out your options. Because for me, I feel that if, if you kind of go and you find out it's not right for you, there's just kind of a lot of things that it's almost kind of hard to go back to the classroom. Yeah. Um, you know, financially, one, just kind of not that you should care how others view or think you or the choices you make, but I just feel it would be harder to transition back. Yeah. Um, so know you really want to do it. Know you're doing it for, for the right reasons. No, you have to know, like, mentally prepare yourself. Like, there will be more work. There's going to be difficult conversations you may have with parents, yeah. students, staff, yeah. um, other administrators in your district. So, you know, just be prepared for that. But I, I love it. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. I yeah. know. Oh, I feel the same way. And I think also, I think it's a good segue too, of just the fact that if you want to do something, you just really need to invest time in being intentional about like knowing the position, right. you know, getting those experiences. Cause it's one city that say, yeah, I'm going to be an administrator. That's another to actually experience it. Right. Being in the shoes shadow someone actually right. get what that role is because I know probably for you and just like myself and the admin 
our role is endless. Right. You know, we're touching every piece of the campus. Right. So we wear many different hats during the day. Yeah. I, I love that piece of advice. So for our listeners, and maybe they haven't heard your podcast yet, or they want to connect with you, how would they do that? Best way for connecting with me is on Twitter. It's at M Earnshaw one five eight. So it's M E A R N S H A W one five eight. And then uh, you can just find our podcast, the Twitter handle at Punk Classrooms. And then we'll have links and whatnot to get uh, to our episode around you know, all the major platforms: Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Oh, definitely. So I absolutely love this guy. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yes, he's got such energy, and I can't wait to see a session today. And we've talked last night, and I'm going to have him on the podcast again. We're going to do a, a full 45 minutes. That way I can break down Definitely. his mind and get all that <laughs> advice um, to you as the listener. Thank you again. All right. Thank you, Josh. Definitely check out Michael on Twitter, on his podcast, and his blog. My next guest is actually someone I met before watching Dave Burgess's presentation. And I had the pleasure of sitting next to her because she actually had the only and last seat available for the session. And so we started talking afterwards. She was extremely passionate about science and I just had to have her on the Aspire podcast. All right, everyone, we're back at Teach Better 19 conference and I'm so excited to have Becky Schnexer on the podcast. She is a science expert with K through five, but she also disrupts the field by also being a scientist. And I'm so excited to talk to her about that. So. Becky, will you just start with talking about your session and what you spoke about yesterday at the Teach Better conference? Yeah, absolutely. So my session was super wordy. It was called Bringing Authenticity to the Science Classroom Through Field and Expedition of Science. And basically, it is. It's disrupting the way that we teach science, especially at the elementary level. Instead of being consumers of content, instead of creating encyclopedias out of our students, we're creating scientists. So we're going out in the field, we're creating experiences where they're actually doing science, not just hearing about it or reading about it, or worse, just not experiencing science at all. So I was giving some tips and tricks, really simple things you can do to ramp up your science, especially at the elementary level. I think it's a very underserved area in education, elementary science and social studies. But since I'm a scientist, I'm really focusing in on the on the science aspect there. So your position is very interesting. You're in Virginia, and I know that you are a teacher of K-5, through but will you just tell the listeners kind of what the other piece of your position is? Yeah, yeah. So I am in a classroom, and I have the privilege of teaching a bunch of grade levels, um, kindergarten all the way to fifth grade science. They come to me just like they come to um, an art class or a music class or physical education, and I get to do real field and expedition science with them, lab science experiences, and then um, I, I get to show them what science really should be, and I get to transform them from students into scientists. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So as far as your classroom, what are teachers can do to make that science experiment or experience really different than what the traditional classroom looks like. Yeah, you you have to really immerse your students in the concept. So, for example, a standard is classifying animals, and you have to know vertebrates versus invertebrates, or insects, reptiles, mammals. Well, instead of just saying, this is what makes an insect, it has three different body parts, it has six legs, go outside. That's step number one. Get outside, find insects, and look for trends. Don't tell them what an insect is. Make them find insects and make them look for the patterns and the trends in those. And then it's magical. They're like, oh my gosh, all these different types of insects, they all have 
three distinct body parts. Oh my gosh, and they all have six legs. That must mean something. So really making them explorers, that's another part of field and expedition science. They have to explore the content in order to connect with it, in order for them to think it's important, and in order for them to engage. And I think that's true all across every single subject, but science in particular, you have to experience it, you have to do it in order to understand that it's happening all the time, 24-7, 365, you sitting here with me talking, that's science. Us sitting in rolly chairs, which I almost fell out of earlier, by the way, that is science. Me not falling out of the chair. Also science, it's happening all around us, and we just need to be the facilitators and helping our scientists see those connections. So for our teachers that may not feel like they're an expert in every situation, however, they feel like they want to give that experience to a child, what are some advice that you have for them in regards to being the facilitator and maybe not knowing every single piece to the scientific process or the subject matter? That's actually best case scenario is that you aren't the expert because you don't have to be. I am. I can tell you right now, I am not an expert in every area of science. If I'm weak in it, I sit there with my scientists and we learn it together. So there are plenty of things that I don't know about and I learn something new every single year when I'm with my scientists in the field. We're a team. There's no me being the teacher and me telling you what to do or me just saying these these are the concepts that we're going to learn today. I'm learning alongside of them and I, I like to think of myself and you should think of yourself this way too in every subject but particularly in science as a master gardener. You're planting seeds and you're seeing what germinates and if it doesn't germinate the way you want to you're tweaking it along the way or if you don't know how to garden that particular seed you figure out a way to do it. So that's perfect scenario is that you aren't the expert because you're be learning right alongside of your scientists as well. So for our listeners that have really connected with you in this topic, how can they connect with you on social media? Oh, super easy, although slightly difficult. So my <laughs> handle on all social media is just my last name. But the catch to that is it's a little, it's, it's difficult. It's Schnexer, so it's S-C-H-N-E-K-S-E-R. When you say it, it's kind of like you're sneezing, you're like, oh, Schnexer, and someone says, bless you. Or um, you can think of it this way. If you want to say it correctly, it's like you're telling someone to be quiet. And then that thing holding up your head is a neck, and then you're saluting someone, sir. So Schnexer is my name. Yes, that's how I definitely remember I think it's your last name. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the podcast. Awesome. Thank you for having me. My last guest is someone who works for a good friend of the podcast, Evan Robb, and it was great to connect with him at the Teach Better conference. I think conferences are always enjoyable when you find like-minded educators, and Phil Strunk is definitely one of those guys. He's a team leader on his campus and making a huge impact on his students, but then also we get into how to lead as a peer. All right, once again, I am here at the Teach Better conference, and I've had such a wonderful time connecting with this guy. His name is Phil Strunk, and he is over in the area of Virginia. He is a team leader, and I just want to pick his brain real quick on leadership. So, Phil, first off, how was the conference for you? Josh, it was awesome. Love getting to, <laughs> yeah, you know, like we're sitting here looking at each other laughing. I know. And I loved getting together. Uh, you know, Evan had mentioned before this whole conference was starting. He's like, yeah. you got to go meet Josh. <laughs> and so I was really excited. Whenever Jeff Kubiak brought me over and you and I started talking. Yeah, man. I'm like, yeah, what a, what a great guy. I see, so, I see the hype. <laughs> yeah. So Phil's talking about Evan Robb. He has been on the Aspire podcast. I love the guy. He is amazing. And he's your principal. Yeah. Yeah. So he is probably, uh, the reason that you probably got sent over to the Teach Better Conference just to get some more professional development. But in addition to that, you actually were a speaker here at the conference. Right, yeah. So I, I feel really 
privileged that my division is supportive yeah. of our professional development and that they were willing to send myself and my ITRT, uh, that's an instructional technology resource teacher, yeah. Patrick Hausman, all the way out to Akron from uh, good old little Northern Virginia. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So you guys drove and um, it's been such uh, an amazing experience to, to connect with you. I want to talk about your your session. So you spoke at the Teach Better conference, and for those who didn't have an opportunity to be here in person, will you just kind of give a quick synopsis about what you were talking about in your session? Sure. So like two years ago, we went one-to-one -one in technology. Uh, we were all getting Chromebooks, and, and I was very excited about that. And as summer progressed, I started thinking back to how do I want to make sure that my students are able to use this technology effectively. And I thought about how much time we waste reteaching an app so that they can do a project. So, you know, thinking about what what can I do, what can I do. I started thinking of my undergraduate degree in Harry Wong's first days of school and talks about the importance of routines, having procedures. And so I developed this hyperdoc called Apps Days. And it is specifically designed to teach my students about all the different technology apps that they're going to use in my classroom to be successful. And, and one of the big benefits for it too, and, and I've mentioned this to you before, is that I can't really think of a seventh grader who comes in the first day of school in August and thinks, I can't wait to learn about reconstruction history. Right. So we spend the first week and, and these activities, they're not graded because like, why should this be yeah. graded? I don't think it needs to be. Mm -hmm. It's all about relationship building. It's about, you know, what's something you're excited for this year? What's something you're nervous about? What's a goal you have? What are things that you are interested in? How am I going to get you to reflect in here? It was it was a great experience for my students, and I'm hopeful it was helpful to the people that are here. Oh, I know it was. I had a lot of people talking about your session. So, Good. Phil, let's talk about your leadership position on campus because, sure. as you know, the Aspire podcast is all about leadership and, yeah. and how to get to that next level. And for a lot of administrators, being a team leader is really kind of their first step into that role of, of going beyond their teaching and their classroom and actually getting out and, and affecting more teachers. So for your experience, what was maybe some of those struggles at first maybe that you had in regards to going just from a colleague to right. now being a leader and some would say, you know, being on the dark side. Yeah, right. So you take that, that step toward becoming the dark lord of the Sith. Right. But uh, <laughs> you know, whenever you're a team leader, one of the benefits there, and one of the reasons why I got into it was because I wanted to find more ways to create effective change on the team. Yeah. The, the challenge is whenever you come across this idea and you have this proposal or you've been to a conference and you've learned this new thing and you bring it back and it's met with that initial criticism. Mm -hmm. So it's how do we reshift the conversation so that people, instead of always saying no, 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 start saying, well, maybe – if you get a maybe, you can build that buy-in. You, you know, I can work with a maybe. Yeah. It's hard to work with no. So yeah. how do I create that? How do I build capacity within my own team as well? How do I get my team members to step up and, and be leaders in and of themselves? Because sure. my title is team leader. But, I mean, you know this and yeah. I know this. And I'm sure the listeners know this too. Everybody in the, in the classroom is a leader in, in different capacities. Most definitely. And that's definitely what we preach on this podcast right. is that everyone, it doesn't matter if you have a title or not, you can make a difference. And mm -hmm. that's our, our big mission here is, yeah. you know, we can all be better. So, um, and I really feel like this conference was about that. You know, the Teach Better conference was all about providing hope and then also saying like, hey, we need to step out and make real necessary changes in education. So with that, Phil, what is maybe one thing that you've done on your campus that you're really proud of? There's been a lot of incredible changes happening at the school. And uh, I think just in general, our one-to-one -one initiative has, has really sparked a lot of changes. So outside of being the team leader, I'm also on my division's innovation committee and my school's innovation committee. So being able to find different ways to incorporate technology effectively, because if 
if you give somebody a Google Doc and tell them to write an essay, you're not using technology, you're using a typewriter. Exactly. So finding ways to be transformative about that to encourage and support other teachers so that whenever they're trying something out with technology, rather than them feeling like, well, you know, I don't know. I can say, no, this is an incredible opportunity. Think about what this is building and being able to, again, like I said earlier, build that teacher capacity and help yeah. them recognize the leader, the innovator inside of them. Dave Burgess said yeah. during our keynote this morning about how creativity is a lot of hard work. Yep. And once we get our colleagues to realize that that creativity exists within you, you got to work for it, but it exists there. You can be a real game changer in the field of education. Yeah. And it's exciting to see those leaders start to emerge and, and find that within them. Oh, I love it. So, Phil, I've loved connecting with you in person, but I've also connected with you on social media. So, for our listeners, how can they connect with you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So, you can contact me on Twitter at Mr. P. Strunk. Uh, you can go to philstrunk.com, and I have a YouTube show called Edusations. And so, if you just want to watch people, there may be this guy named Josh Stamper on there in the future. You know, we'll. we'll <laughs> We'll see if I can convince them. <laughs> I, I think that might be an easy sell. Um, so, Phil, let's talk about that real quick before I let you go. I, I know that you are on YouTube. So for those who may not have an opportunity to see it yet but now are interested because you're on the podcast, you know, what is that all about? Yeah, so I have this YouTube show called Edusations. It's, it was, gave birth out of the fact that I'm having all these great conversations with people on Twitter. We're tweeting back and forth to each other. And that's great. But I think there's real power about these face-to-face -face yeah. connections. Like you and I, we, we've been in tweets together, but the conversations we've had through the last couple of days have been transformative. Yeah. So instead of us just constantly tweeting, 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 if we have face-to-face -face conversations, why don't I just record it? Because I'm in these conversations to learn and to build relationships. Why wouldn't I want to share that with others yeah, too? Exactly. I love it. That's so powerful. Phil, it's been an honor to talk with you. Appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, Josh. I really appreciate it. Before we conclude this episode, I just want to thank each one of you as the listeners. The Aspire podcast has reached now up to 53 countries around the world with thousands of listeners, and I could not do this without each one of you taking the time each week to come back to the Aspire podcast. So a big, huge shout out to each one of the aspiring leaders out there listening, and I just want to ask that you continue to spread the word and leave a rating review wherever you're listening. Thank you so much.